Good morning, Berlin Church. How are you? Are you good? So you have to work with me today. Are you good with that? So the louder you are, the better I become. I tell that my passion church all the time that we are passion church, so we need to bring some passion to the place. Hey, let me, let me start by uh, honoring your pastor, Steve and, and Karen and Andrew and Claudia. Thank you so much for having me. It's a big, big honor for me to be here. Actually, I'm getting to preach in our capital city. How cool is that? I mean, I'm just uh, 33 years old. I'm coming from the outskirts of our nation. And it's like I'm, I'm, I'm a village boy. So uh, preaching in the big city, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. So yeah, I'm married to Debbie, and we got four kids. I think I got a picture of my family up there. So uh, I got um, two beautiful daughters, uh, Lucy, she's 11, and Taya, she's three years old. And I got two boys, Joel and Jake, and Jake is just 11 months old, and he did a lot of mess uh, yesterday at home. My wife actually is preaching right now as well in our church, in the second service at Passion Church in Offenburg. So, Big, big uh, greeting from our church to yours um, to start with. Are you ready? Yeah? So, when Jesus was on earth and he was about to leave earth back to heaven, I call it always, it's the beginning of the end. Because we know from the Bible that he will come back again and that he will take us all to heaven. So he will come back, he will establish his kingdom and everything will be good after that. So when he went to heaven, it was the beginning of the end because we know the end will come at some point in the future. Maybe today, maybe in a million years, we don't know, but we know that it is the end time because at one point Jesus will return and will take us all home. So I jump right in to Acts chapter 1 uh, verses 4 through 11. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Feels almost like Berlin and the outskirts. So, <laughs> verse 9, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Who, uh, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. I love that. I love it because it always shows that God makes his history with us. God wants to write his history with you. So, I mean, imagine the, the disciples, they were living with Jesus for a couple of years. And on this moment, they, they saw that Jesus died on the cross. They saw that he rose again, that he was alive after he was dead. And then looking how Jesus is transported back to heaven, they're kind of looking and waiting for something to happen. They're kind of looking, and so we see the angels saying, what are you looking to the sky? I mean, why are, you look, why are you still waiting for something to happen? And the Bible implies that 
we are the ones that need to do the work now. I mean, they were waiting for Jesus to do the work. They were waiting for him to raise an army or whatever big thing and, you know, bring freedom to Israel. But Jesus went away. And I always tell in my church, it's easy to say Jesus is the light of the world. I mean, he was perfect. Jesus never did a mistake. Jesus never sinned. Jesus was awesome. He did a lot of miracles. Um, I mean, he was super power-filled. So, like, everything was perfect about Jesus. It's easy to say, Jesus, you are the light of the world. But we read in Matthew 5 that Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And so, I mean, let's be honest. You are the light of the world? Like, if, if, if I think of my life, uh, I am the light of the world? Seriously, Jesus? I mean, I know, I know what, with what I've been struggling this week. I know my feelings. I know my hurts. I know my, my disabilities. I'm the light of the world. Are you for real? I mean, why? I was telling it would have been so much easier that Jesus established Jesus' first international church in Jerusalem and all the other churches around the globe are just pretty awesome campuses. But Jesus, our senior pastor, he knows it all. He has the perfect teaching. Everything is good. But he's telling us to be the light of the world. And that by our good deeds, the world sees that there's a Father in heaven that he loves humanity, that he loves you, that he loves me, and that he has a great plan for everybody of us. Is it true? Yes. So, um, who of you guys does know the movie Guardians of the Galaxy? Anybody has seen it? Oh, so everybody who hasn't seen that movie, it's very, very important that you watch that movie today in the afternoon, after the three services, obviously. Um, I, I'll be preaching three different messages today, so I invite you to stay the whole day. Don't make it just a church service. Make it a church day, um, and you'll be blessed by that. So we got uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I got a picture of them um, somewhere with me. So we got Peter Quill. He's call, or he calls himself Star-Lord, and he's very um, convinced of himself. He thinks that um, he's pretty awesome and handsome and that um, he's, um, he's cool with uh, everything. Then we got Gamora. She's basically the daughter of one of the fiercest and most evil enemies of all this Marvel universe. Then we got Rocket. He's like a hybrid between an animal and a human and he's pretty smart. He can build almost anything. Then we got Groot. Do you know it? I am Groot. So my wife wrote me today in the morning, we are Groot. Basically just saying that she's preaching, I'm preaching, and it's awesome. Um, so Groot, he's just a tree with a lot of power. <laughs> and then we've got Drax. Well, Drax is just Drax. Everybody who has seen the movie knows exactly how awesome Drax is. So I got a part of the movie to jump in to the, right, uh, to the rest of the message. So let's watch a couple of minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. I have lived most of my life surrounded by my enemies. I will be grateful to die among my friends. You are an honorable man, Cole. I will fight beside you. And in the end, see my wife and daughter again. I 
long a lifespan anyway. Now I'm standing. Y'all happy? We're all standing up now. Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. So that movie is, uh, is pretty awesome. Right before that scene, uh, Star-Lord, Peter Quill, he's just um, telling because they have been beaten down. And uh, he says, like, we are a circle of losers. And the sense of we all lost something. We all lost something. And the Guardians of the Galaxy, they were just mixed by accident. They came together not on purpose, at least not what they thought, but they were mixed by accident. And they found together and they discovered together that they have a purpose. And they, that together they can change something and that they can fight and hopefully win against evil. Hopefully make something out of their lives because they basically haven't had much purpose before. Everybody was living by themselves. Everybody was just making his own life and lifestyle and whatever. Alone, nobody of the Guardians did great. Alone, nobody did great. Everybody had his struggles and had his problems, but they came together and discovered a purpose. And well, <laughs> yes, good. And at the end, we see that they are the guardians of the galaxy because they saved the galaxy. A bunch, bunch of jackasses, as they said it. A mixed group that wherever they went, always chaos followed. When you watch the movie, rarely one of the fights is very choreographed. It's always chaos. Always something goes wrong. Always something is not how it was planned or it's supposed to be. And so when I look at the church, I see a lot of losers because almost everybody of us, and I, I'm actually bold enough to say everybody of us lost something, some, something along the way in our life. Somewhere life is tough. Sometimes life just, just knocks on you. Sometimes life brings things in your, in your way, stumbling blocks, rocks, difficulties, and not everybody chose it. Is it like that? Is it like that? I mean, if I look my life, I have a lot to work through. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced I, uh, raised in a, I was raised in a perfect home almost. My, my parents are pa pastors as well. So, but still there's so much trouble in my heart going on from time to time. And always again, I feel like a loser. That I lost something. Life can be tough, but God has a purpose and a vision for your life. And so you might feel you just came here by accident. Maybe you're here the first time. Maybe it's your first week. Maybe you're here just for a couple of weeks or months. And you think like, I don't know if I belong here. I don't know if this church is some, something for me. If this is the place that I should be, I should stay, I should grow. So you might not feel it like you belong here. You might think it was an accident you walking through this door. Maybe you even came to watch a movie. And you ended up in church. <laughs> Maybe you have been battling with sorrows, anxiety, fears, broken relationship, addictions. Maybe financial problems are 
keeping you down or you have a dark past, maybe hurt or bitterness, whatever it is that makes you lose happiness and lose the way God has for you, I know that you are not here by accident. The guardians thought it was an accident bringing them together, but at the end they discovered the purpose that together they can make something great, that together they can change something, they can win against evil, that they have a purpose. You know, and as a pastor of, of, of a church, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor in Berlin or in the outskirts where I'm from, where people come together, it's always messy. It's always like that. I mean, we're all people. Isn't it like that? It always gets a bit messy and always is chaos. I mean, I love people. I love building the church of Jesus Christ. There's nothing better than that. But where so many different people come together, it's always chaos. And you know what? Still it is the plan of God that through his church, the people will see that there's a God in heaven. It is through you and I together that people see that there's a God in heaven loving them, loving humanity, loving Berlin, loving every single one that is out there in the streets. And so at the end, when God plans his way and God plans his church, he gave us this. This is us. This is the church of Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter what in front of church is saying. It doesn't matter if it's Berlin church, Passion church. It is the church of Jesus Christ. And we are put together and he gave us this place to be a home. So you might think you're here by accident. You might think you are a loser because you lost something. You might think that your life um, is not good because sorrows and problems is in your life, but this is the place that God wants you to be. You belong here because this is your family. You belong here because this is the place that God designed for humanity to find purpose, to find freedom through relationships with other people, with other messed up people, with other losers, to be encouraged, <laughs> to be strengthened, and together to go forward. Is it good? And you know, the church is not only, only a place where you belong, a place where you can be, a place where God puts you, a place where you can find freedom and find the place where you know that you're not alone, but also the church, and this is the fun part about the church, this is a superpower part of the church. It is a place with a mission. We are not just here to entertain ourselves. We're not just here to fill this cinema. We're not just here to have fun on a Sunday. Like the church of Jesus Christ is his plan to save humanity. We are called for a purpose. So I call it actually, we're not the guardians of the galaxy, but actually we can call ourselves the guardians of the world. Isn't it cool? I mean, Jesus saved us. He purposed us. He, he, he said that you are the church. He called us to be the church. He called us to bring this message of Jesus Christ that brings freedom to, the, to, to humanity, to bring it to your neighborhood, to bring it to your families, to bring it to your workplace, to bring it to whoever walks across your, your, your street and your path and whatever you're doing. This message of Jesus that brings freedom this is our message. 
This is our message, not to be kept for ourselves, but to bring it to the world, to bring it to wherever we're going. And there's a story in Matthew 16 where Jesus asked his disciples, so who do you think I am? And so there's a bit of chit-chat going on, and then Peter is saying, well, Jesus, obviously, you're the Messiah, you're the Son of God. <laughs> and Jesus said, well, get on you, Peter. On Upon this rock that you recognize that I am the son of God, I will build my church. And he keeps on going and saying that nothing can destroy his church, that nothing can be stronger than the church. And, well, obviously there's discussion if it is the rock Peter or if it's just the, the words that he said that Jesus is the son of God. But whatever it is, God will build his church and his church will always be there. His church will always take room. His church cannot be beaten down. His church cannot be destroyed. And his church is the strongest force on this planet. So, and, and I mean, God is so awesome. And I really want to encourage you that you are the church. God wants to use you, no matter how you feel right now. No matter how small, how little, How, how many problems you got in your life, God wants to use you. And I can prove it to you because right in the next verse, when Jesus is talking about that he has to die on the cross, <laughs> Peter says, no, 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 God. No, Jesus, I mean, no, 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 no we, don't, we don't let you die. No. So you can't die. I mean, I got it. You're the son of God, but I don't want to let you die on that cross. And in the same moment, in one moment, Jesus said, Peter, on this rock I will build my church. And on the other moment, he says, well, you're not that much of a rock. You're more of a stumbling stone. So get behind me, Satan. And I love it because it shows that in one moment, you might feel strong, courageous, awesome. You're on top of your game and you feel like you can uproot trees and change the world. And right in the next moment, you might feel like a loser, feel weak with a lot of burdens, not ready, not fit. And no matter what God said, I will build my church through you and I, because we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Jesus didn't say in Matthew 5, some of you are the light of the world, you know, the good ones, the bright ones, the ones that are awesome, not the influencers. He said, you are the light of the world. And he meant everybody of us. Everybody of us. He meant us to be his light here on this earth. And I mean, you got the superpower series going. And so one of the key verses is you will receive power. Acts, 1, chapter, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You will receive power. And you know what, church? When people unite together, in one voice, in one language, in one vision and focus on the one name, which is Jesus Christ, the power is unlimited. There is unlimited power to the church of Jesus Christ. And there's a story in the Old Testament that I always love to teach about when I teach about the unity of the church. In Genesis 11 verse 6 it says, the Lord said, if As one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. 
And the story is that they wanted to build this Tower of Babel. They wanted to build a big, gigantic tower, and they said, let's make ourselves great. Let's build the biggest tower, and we want to build a tower that reaches right up to the heaven. And so God came down and looked at it and said, if they are speaking one language, and if they are united, nothing is impossible for them. So God came, confused the languages, and everybody spoke a different dialect or language, and nobody could work with the next again because like, they just couldn't understand each other anymore. And you know, now, a couple of thousand years later, we are united again through the Holy Spirit. Because you're an international church. There's a lot of different people in here, different nations, and we all speak the same language. Jesus Christ is our Savior. The Holy Spirit is in us. We are united under one name, united under one cause, united in this church together. And guess what? The power is unlimited. I'm convinced of that. Because God didn't say you will receive power and just a little power. He didn't talk about a little battery. He said you will receive power to be my witnesses around the world to build something awesome, to build this church that is the rock of society, that is the rock for humanity, that is a home for losers to find purpose, that is a home for losers. They think they came by accident, but at the end they found it was the way of God to freedom and to purpose and to change the world no matter what you are doing. We are one again, one again to do something great. But not this time for us. We're not building a Babel. We're not building a tower for us to make us great. We're not doing this to pat ourselves in the back at the end of the Sunday and say, oh, that was awesome. I did so great. <laughs> We're building something to make people know that there's a God in heaven who loves them. And I mean... Hanging with your pastors is awesome. They got so much faith and vision for this church. I recommend you really step into that. You really jump right on this vision. Don't, don't waste another week. Don't wait another week till somebody speaks to you. Go speak to your leaders. Go speak to your pastors and say, I'm into this mission. I'm in. I have been feeling weak. I have been feeling weird. I have been feeling like a loser. But no matter what, I will jump into the vision of Berlin Church and I will change the world because we are one under one name and together we can change something and make it great so the band can come up and help me a little bit with some music in second corinthians 5 god tells as well that he is bringing peace to humanity through jesus bringing peace and restoration that people find freedom in christ that they find freedom from their past from their mistakes from the hurts, whatever it is that keeps them back. Jesus brings freedom. And in 2 Corinthians, it says that we are his ambassadors. And you know what? It's so cool to know that God is from another universe, that he's not from this universe. He's not from this planet. He's not dependent on us. He's not dependent on this planet, but he brings something awesome from somewhere else and that we are his children, his ambassadors. So let me tell you, you got some superpowers going on. 
you know? I mean, it's funny to see the fly of the superpower series, and it's all the faces of us preachers, but at the end, you know, like, you have superpower. Actually, it should be a fly with all your faces on top of it. <laughs> you're a bit quiet, oh? I have to tell Passion Church that Berlin Church is not that loud that I thought. I mean, you're an international church. I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost not hearing you. So what would happen if you, if you would not just listen to those words and say, oh yeah, you know, it's kind of good. Maybe it's encouraging a little. But what would happen if you really would take it deep into your spirit? And I'm serious about that. Because I believe that every single human is loved by God. And not only love to, you know, stay like you are, but I really believe that he's purposed you for something greater. And that I'm, I'm convinced that when God looks at the church, he sees you and I building his church. And he wants to use us. He wants to use us. God never separates the heavenly realm with the earthly realm. He's always working together. I mean, Jesus went away knowing that there will be quite a messy church, but he wanted it this way. I mean, the only testimony we can give to people is exactly that, that we are messy too, that we are losers too. If we would be perfect, nobody outside this room could relate to Christianity and to the love of God. Only because we are a mess, we can show them that there is a God that loves them. So, what would happen if you jump into the vision to build the church of Jesus? What would happen if you first encounter this cleansing, water of Jesus Christ this hope for your life when he speaks he says you might feel like a loser but you're not here by accident I will help you and let me tell you you know we will always struggle a little bit in our life but it, it, it gets better though <laughs> it really gets better I believe that when you start living with Jesus your problems are getting littler every day it's getting less because you get wiser you get filled by his holy spirit he helps you to get new thoughts to get new feelings to get restored to get healed i believe that god can heal marriages that he can heal you from your pains i believe that he can restore you from a dark past or hurt or pain that is holding you back i believe that he can transform your mind to have new thinking about yourself i believe that he made you that he wants to influence your soul first to bring freedom to your soul i'm i'm convinced that he wants to influence your thoughts so that you may see his kingdom his words his power for your life I'm, I'm convinced that he wants to influence your actions and you will start noticing that you will get better, that whatever you do, it will start to being blessed and you will see that people can relate to the gospel because you are changed, you are transformed from the inside out and it's nothing that you can plan or, or, or kind of like feel it, but you will see that God is doing something through your life.
I'm convinced that by the grace of God, He will influence your relationships to have good, healthy relationships. That God wants to influence our marriages. That we have the strongest and best marriages on this planet. And let me say, Germany needs a lot of healthy marriages. I'm convinced that He wants to reach your families, your friends, your workplace, your neighborhood, your city, this awesome city. He wants to reach Germany, even the outskirts where I'm from. And obviously, He wants to reach the world through us. We are the guardians of the world. <laughs> we are united under the name of Jesus. We might come together by chance, by accident, but it was always the plan of God. And you know what? It is our call, it is our mission to help our Savior to save the world. It is our mission to help our Savior to save the world. Because through us, the light of the world, He wants to do something great. And let's get up together. Let's get to your feet. I don't know if you already know Jesus. Jesus, the best superhero there is on this planet. And um, I really invite you to stay the whole Sunday. I'll be preaching a lot about Jesus, especially in the last service tonight. But let me tell you, Jesus is awesome. He's the best superhero there is. He gave his life for you and me. You know, he didn't look to our mistakes. He, don't, he didn't see all these problems we have. He just saw you hanging on that cross. And by loving you, He said, I want to do this. He had the chance to get off this cross many times. He, he just would have needed to snap His fingers and God would have saved Him from this pain. But He chose that pain for you and I. He chose that pain because He knew that we won't be able to save ourselves from that pain. But He can save us from